I'm Michael Kist of Bleeding Green Nation, and I invite you, gentle listener, to join us for the best analysis of the Super Bowl champion Philadelphia Eagles in the business. BGN Radio provides you with the most informative preview shows, and the Kist and Solak show dives deep into all the schemes and X and O details you could ever want. Plus discussions with the industry's brightest minds, including former NFL players and press conferences from the Eagles coaching staff to keep you up to date and informed every step of the way. Subscribe to Bleeding Green Nation today. Fly, Eagles, fly. Hey everybody, how you doing? Well, that's good. It's Wednesday night, it's 9.30, and you are our exclusive Patreon subscribers, which means you are the only people in the world who get to listen to yelling about sports. That's right, turn that volume dial just a couple notches to the left, because my name is Bill Matz, and I am your director of fun and games for the evening. With me, as always, my broadcast partner in crime, Steph Felicious D, Steph Driver. How are you tonight, Steph? I am fantastic, Bill. Steph, you told me before the show, and you were so excited to tell me, you have a biggest story in the world this week. You're goddamn right I do. So my biggest story in the world is that I found a burger better than Five Guys. Where? Smash Burger. Oh, I've been meaning to go to Smash Burger for like five years and just never made it. Dude, do it. <laughs> do it. I destroyed a smash burger tonight. I, I'm truffle mayo. Truffle mayo. Truffle mayo. Uh, you're a big mayo person. I am, and I'm a big mushroom person. I can do a dollop of the mayo. I can do a little bit on a burger every now and then. This is truffle mayo, and I fried egg. I did. I did bacon cheeseburger with the truffle mayo, fried egg avocado and some crispy onions and it was fucking delicious Steph, when you can't make your mortgage payment remember that avocado that's fine <laughs> it, it i will eat my avocados <laughs> i actually have like six avocados just like chilling in my fridge i don't know if they're supposed to be in the fridge but they are i keep everything i keep chips in the fridge is that to dog proof no it's just because like you know I live in a garage, and there's no cabinets in here. I have to go back Fair. into the kitchen to put shit in the cabinets, or I could just put it in my mini fridge. And it stays fresh. You don't even have to seal the bag. Okay, well, I mean bugs, but I guess bugs aren't they really getting in your they fridge. They don't get in my fridge often. I mean, you know, sometimes. Yeah. I use my microwave as storage, but that's to keep food away from Missy. <laughs> I love a fried egg on a burger. That's something I'm real <sighs> into. Me too. And I don't even, I don't like eggs. No. But I'm I'm weird about eggs. So I like like a dippy egg. Like a over easy. I'm told that they're just like, some people just call them dippy eggs. Like they don't say over easy. Well, I do. But that's only because of the people who introduced me to them called them dippy eggs. Like my dad just calls it a fried egg. Like that's just what it okay. is. Um, But I'm really into dippy eggs because I really like yolk. So, like, I'm going to die at 35 and it'll be fine because I've died with a lot of cholesterol and I'm happy. I agree. Like, it's fine. Um, but a, a fried egg on a burger with a good drippy yolk is fucking delicious. Yeah, uh, Denny's. I think it's only on the Denny's late night menu, but they have the Slam Burger. Like, bacon and eggs on it and it's amazing. Uh that bar we like right by Wildfire, uh, Nippers, 
If you can get, I like. If nippers. you can get service there, it's great. Uh, <laughs> now, I, when you go in the morning, the service is excellent. If you want a beer after like six o'clock, you better have two and a half hours on your hands. But I do like it there in the morning. It's awesome, and they have a Jersey burger with pork roll and egg. Amazing. Hot damn. Yes. I have a biggest story in the world as well, Steph. It is a... Oh, you found one? Yes, it is an absolute... It is just a shock. It is going to shock people. The fact that the Philadelphia 76ers are mishandling the injury of a uh, of a lottery draft pick. It's absolutely... I, un- for one, am shocked. It's absolutely unbelievable. Um, regardless of how bad their doctors may or may not be or... Whatever is wrong, maybe they're just, they have a ton of bad luck with these players. They have no idea how the hell to get out in front of a story. Whoever runs their (laughs) PR is a goddamn moron. Every single potential controversy with this franchise gets blown so crazy out of hand that by the time they comment on it, it's just, it's the biggest story in the world. It's literally what this segment is called. It's not even facetious. It's, well, the only thing, I mean, on, the only thing on ESPN today was them talking about Markel Fultz. Like, they have Ben Simmons and Joel Embiid killing it, and half of ESPN today was about Markel Fultz's shoulder, how it may or may not have been drained of fluid, how he may or may not have changed his shot without the team knowing, just everything, nonstop. What are you laughing at? I'm laughing because this team is so ridiculous. They played it. Like this is this is ridiculous. The Sixers played a They're, great game tonight against Houston. I was watching it and right before the end we started to we started to get ready to record this show. Sixers had a lead. I was like, "Okay, cool." All of a sudden I look over at the television. Houston hit a 3 at the buzzer to win it. They were down 2 with 6 seconds left. And they lose. I mean, you did call this. <laughs> it's unbelievable. I mean, my buddy texted me right before coming out of the timeout. Timeout. He goes, Sixers lose. I'm calling it. Like, oh God! You nailed it. You nailed it. But I'll tell you. I'll tell you who didn't. Who didn't lose, Steph? Tell me. Yours, mine, and our Philadelphia Eagles Monday night. Uh, there was. I thought you were going to say the Flyers. I'm like, well, actually, like, no, actually, they did lose. No, they they, they did. The Eagles came out and uh, they were a little flat on Monday. They played about as bad as the first quarter as they're going to as as I've seen them play all season. And then Carson Wentz, the Ginger Jesus himself. Nice little touch pass, 60 yards downfield to Mac Hollins, and all was well. Cured all the ills of Philadelphia. Two weeks ago, I came on this show, Steph. I said, why not us? Last I week, remember. Last week, I said, it better be us. This week, it's going to be us. Oh, God. Bovada, today, updated their Super Bowl odds. Only the Patriots have better Super Bowl odds than the Philadelphia Eagles at this very moment. Oh, and this made me mis- nostalgic, Steph. This made me nostalgic. Because the Patriots just won Super Bowl 51 earlier this year. They met the Eagles in Super Bowl 39. That is an incredible amount of time that has gone by since this meeting. Tom Brady yeah. still at the helm, playing about as well as he ever has. So I just had to wonder... How many Eagles have thrown a pass since Super Bowl 39? <laughs> Please tell me. Yeah, I checked out these numbers. Uh, since Super Bowl 39, 
the Eagles have had 23 players attempt a pass. 16 of them have been quarterbacks. So there were what? I'm trying to do some math here. Like a whole bunch of... Uh, I actually have the list. But there were some trick plays in there. It's not like they were all... Um, where the hell did the list go? It's not like they were all quarterbacks, but 16 of them were quarterbacks, Steph. And some of th- yeah, I don't know where the list is. All I have in your I notes is I have the list yeah. if we want to get yeah. deeper into I have this. The, I have the list right here. Uh, okay. So, yeah. Chaz Henry, Brad Smith, Hank Basket, Greg Lewis, Brian Westbrook. Desha- Hank Basket! Yeah, Deshaun Jackson, David Akers. None of them count. They're not quarterbacks. Okay. Chase Daniel, Trent Edwards, Mike Kafka, Matt Barkley, Coy Detmer, Vince Young, A.J. Feely, Mike McMahon, Jeff Garcia, Kevin Cobb, Mark Sanchez, Sam Bradford, Carson Wentz, Nick Foles, Mike Vick, Donovan McNabb. That's a list. That many. I was, I really, I was so shocked. I mean, I wasn't shocked because, like, I'm, I'm paying attention. I know it. I guess the numbers are close to. But when you look at it, okay, some of these guys threw one or a couple passes, came in relief at the end of a game. Chase Daniel, like, I think Wentz had to come off the field for one down last year. He came in, threw a pass, and Wentz right, went right back out. But 13 guys have attempted 50 or more passes for the Eagles since Super Bowl thirty nine. Uh, 11 of them have thrown 100 or more times. So there have been 11 guys who have seen substantial time getting, uh, like, throwing over 100 passes for the Eagles. So I thought, okay, let's look at the Patriots, because Tom Brady's been their starter. But they've, he's had an injury, he served time on a suspension, so I just wanted, <laughs> so I just wanted to see uh, how those numbers turned out. Uh, 13 players have attempted a pass since Super Bowl thirty nine. so as many, as many quarterbacks total, as many players total, have attempted a pass for the Patriots as have uh, attempted 50 or more for the Eagles. Only Jacoby Brissett, Jimmy Garoppolo, Matt Castle, and Tom Brady have attempted more than 50 passes. Only Castle and Brady have attempted more than 100. So they've only really had one... They've Tom Brady's basically the only one. Matt Castle played the year. Brady got hurt. Garoppolo played the season. Yeah, Garoppolo and Brissett. Uh, Garoppolo got hurt, and Brissett, oh, that's yeah, and right. Brissett he got came hurt. in and... Um, and played when uh, Garoppolo got hurt. So basically, it's been Brady. He's had seventy-four. He's had close to seventy-five hundred pass attempts since that Super Bowl. And that Super Bowl was Brady's third in four years. It's not like that was the first one. So this was like the culmination of their. Uh, this was the culmination of their dynasty. They went to two more, lost them, and then two years ago they started to win them again. But. Yeah, Brady just won Super Bowl 50, and uh, 51. He won, what, 49 and 51. He's been, to, he's been to seven fucking Super Bowls and 11 AFC title games. I wanted to get yeah. through all this just to say how great Tom Brady is. because I, Tom Brady, best ever. He is the best ever, and this run he's on is the craziest thing in sports. 11... 11 AFC title games, seven yeah. Super Bowls, and the two losses were shocking. Like, his two Super Bowl losses were both shocking. The first one mm-hmm. he lost, they were undefeated. So I, I'm, I'm thinking about this when I'm looking at those Bovada odds today. I want the Patriots so bad. 
There's nothing else in the world I want other than for Carson Wentz to topple the Tom Brady, like, just the Tom Brady dynasty. I want to take down Belichick. I want to take down Brady. I want to take down Boston. Because we're going to start a run of our own. We are going to have a Boston-like run in this town. It's going to be led by Carson Wentz and Ben Simmons and Nolan Patrick and Reese Hoskins. And we are going to have a Boston-like run of championships. And it's going to start this year when we take down Tom Brady. So that's a nice speech and all. But I want you to remember where we live. We live in Philadelphia where sports are bad. Not always, Steph. Not always. Well, no. Actually, always. Sports are only allowed to be good, as our dear friend Kurt said, for 24 hours at a time. And then Nolan Patrick gets knocked out of the game with a possible concussion. And um, Markel Fultz has to have his shoulder drained. and, And things get really bad really quickly. The Eagles. This is Philadelphia. I, I we deserve many dynasties, but we're not. I don't know if we're going to get them. We are about to go on a run. Twenty twenty six is the year uh, is the two hundred fiftieth anniversary of uh, whatever happened in seventeen seventy six, and. <laughs> <laughs> Just that little tidbit, whatever yeah, it was. Yeah, the uh, American Revolution or something. I don't know. Uh, and that will be the culmination of our citywide dynasty step. It starts right now. We are go- about to go on a run that will end within that year, all four teams winning. But okay, they're all going to win individually before that. That's the year all four win. I 2026 2026 but before that we're gonna get one and I believe this is the year for the Eagles the Eagles are they have the perfect team right now I don't care about the injuries those things are gonna work themselves out every great team deals with adversity and this is them overcoming adversity where they're at right now they've already lost Darren Sproles they lost uh, Jason Peters and uh, and Jordan Hicks on Monday night in a great game that just cost them a couple of players it's rough it's rough But the Eagles have the type of defense that can get to Brady. And that was the Giants' key to beating them. Pressure up the middle. The the Eagles are built to beat standstill pocket passers, which is what Brady is. Fletcher Cox and Timmy Jernigan are going to have a field day chasing Brady, just making him make those couple of steps, and those couple of steps are going to be right into the arms. Of Brandon Graham and Vinnie Curry and Derek Barnett and former Patriot himself, Chris Long. This is our year, baby! So, once again, to be the wet blanket here, if, let's let's say everything goes according to the Bill Matz plan this year. Let's say. It's not Bill Matz's plan. It's God's plan. He gave us Carson Wentz. For all, all of our suffering... All we had to do was keep the faith for all of our suffering, just like God's only son, keeping the faith. We will be rewarded with paradise. Who the fuck are you right now? <laughs> who, the f- who the fuck are you? Who the fuck are we you? We are about to be rewarded with paradise. I, I, I don't even, I, I, gotta, I gotta go. I see it, like, Steph. I, can't, I, gotta I go. was in that building on Monday night, and I felt nothing but positivity. This town loves That's this quarterback so much. 
this town loves this quarterback so much, and this quarterback is nothing but a winner. He is nothing but a winner. And winning quarterbacks win Super Bowls. It's what happens, and we finally have ours. And it's going to lead a revolution, just like in 1776, Steph. So, you know what they're going to say, right? Like, if this happens... It's because Tom Brady is old and Tom Brady is broken down and, and ready to retire. I don't care if Tom Brady... This Eagles team couldn't couldn't beat the Tom Brady of his youth and blah, 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 blah. Like, that's what the narrative is going to those be. Those people... If this all happens. If. If this all happens. You know what won't come into my mind? Anyone else's excuses when I'm partying on Broad Street for nine straight years. <laughs> That's all I'm thinking about. Nine consecutive years of partying. I just want one. <laughs> just one. I got my one. Now I want dynasties. I want four dynasties because I'm owed dynasties. Okay. I. Yeah. This is it, Steph. Okay. We're about to be rewarded for our faith with paradise through all the suffering. I, I can't, I can't, I gotta go. I can't talk to you right now. You, you're weird. You're doing weird I'm stuff. I'm doing weird stuff. You're doing I weird I felt things. it, Steph. I felt the power of Philadelphia's spirit flowing through my body. William Penn himself spoke to me. He said, great name, Bill. Um, <laughs> my curse has been lifted because Carson Wentz's aura is taller than the Comcast Tower could ever cast a shadow over City Hall. Are you going to get a Carson, Carson Wentz tattoo? I'm going to have sex with Carson Wentz. Oh, okay. That might be against his religion. <laughs> maybe it is. Maybe it isn't. Who's to say? <laughs> this God that you speak of. This God is a great God who is going to reward us, Stephanie. You just have oh, to believe. God. This is our year. Carson Wentz, all these false prophets. We had to live through all <laughs> these false prophets only to be delivered Carson Wentz. With you. That's all there is to it. <laughs> the, the false prophets of Donovan McNabb. Yeah. <laughs> Almost got us there. Captain Blue Balls, Donovan McNabb, couldn't finish. Oh my god. You've woken Missy up. <laughs> Missy Missy knows. Missy knows. Missy, do you do you believe in Carson Wentz? <laughs> he is a puppy too. I forget her name. <laughs> do you believe do you believe in Carson Wentz? She's not answering me. She's got a little bit of wiggle, but it's apprehensive. Don't be apprehensive, Missy. Be know, like I'm, me. I'm apprehensive too, and Missy. And accept it all. Just accept the spirit. Accept the spirit of Philadelphia to, in your life, and you'll be rewarded with paradise. We live in New Jersey now. <laughs> it's the Delaware yeah. Valley. Philadelphia is the whole Delaware Valley. Okay. Okay. So, Steph, enough of that. <laughs> Because okay, good because I'm very uncomfortable. Enough of that because I, a lot of positivity and that's. I want to get me. I want to get to this week's edition of why Bill loves the NBA. It is it is simply and I say this every week the gift that keeps on giving. Um, in this week's edition, a plus. I miss Taylor. Is this? Can we call this the we miss Taylor? Yeah, I really wish I could get so, Taylor's perspective on this, but Steph, I think you'll really enjoy. One day we're gonna just have we're gonna call him and just put him on speakerphone. DM him the Google Hangout link, and I'll be like, "What's up?" Be like, "Guess what, Taylor? You're on yelling about sports, <laughs> and we miss you." Yeah. I told him that on a uh, on the Ava show last Thursday. I was like, "We do miss you. It's different without you." Good. Tell him I said hi when you see him tomorrow because. I do miss Taylor. But uh, 
the Phoenix Suns point guard, Steph. Um, God damn it. <laughs> Eric Bledsoe. Eric yeah, Bledsoe. Eric Bledsoe. Uh, he tweeted... See, I, I know that that's his name because you started... When, we, when I first called you, you started by asking if I read this Eric Bledsoe story. Yeah, I wanted the to... Only thing only thing I could think of was Drew Bledsoe, and why are we talking about Drew Bledsoe in the NBA? No, I was just about to call him Drew Bledsoe. I was like, no, no, that's not right. What is it? Now, Eric Bledsoe. So on Sunday, Steph, he tweeted, simply, I don't want to be here. No context, nothing. And apparently he's one of these no context. Yo, con- dude, same. He's one of these uh, no context tweeters. Like, if you look through his timeline, he just says random shit sometimes. But on Sunday, he says, I don't want to be here. Well, that didn't sit well uh, with Suns management. About, like, 20 minutes after this tweet, basically, they fired their head coach. <laughs> so it's like... Did, did he just pull a Jack Eichel? No, it's, like, totally feasible that he was told, like, uh, yeah, we're about to fire the coach. And he was like, this place is just ridiculous. I don't want to be here. And just tweeted, I don't want to be here. Um... But, of course, gave no context to any of this. Uh, This really ruffled the feathers of uh, the Suns' general manager, Ryan McDonough. Yeah, that's his real name, Ryan McDonough. Uh, Huh. uh, And he he asked... Does he play poor defense? That's the Suns. Uh, Maybe it's the same guy. (laughs) They, uh... So he asked them about it. They sat down. He goes, what's with this tweet, man? And, uh, you know, he tried to explain it to him. So the Suns' GM, Ryan McDonough, said... uh, He said he was at a hair salon. I didn't believe that to be true. He won't be with us going forward. So because of one tweet, potentially, a coach got fired and a player forced himself out of town. Uh, And now it's coming out that Bledsoe actually requested a trade over the summer. Uh, The Suns were kind of in on some uh, free agents trying to make some moves to upgrade their roster. Were unable to. And Bledsoe was kind of like, yo, I want to get out of here. And their response to that was... You know what? We kind of started sucking when we made you the starting point guard. Like, hmm. But uh, now the, it's the backstory to this as well is if they had, if the Suns had wanted to trade um, Bledsoe as well as their draft pick Josh Jackson, who they got, um, they could have had Kyrie Irving, who of course ended up in Boston. Now, now that the GM has come out and said he won't be with us going forward. And the player himself has tweeted, I don't want to be here. They're not going to get shit for him. Well, what if he was actually at a hair salon? That's the best part. What if it's true? What if this excuse, which is, I mean, it's, um, I once made an excuse to a professor. Uh, and I never, I always made excuses in college. All I did was and make excuses and stuff. And they bought it. Like, all through high school, all the teachers would tell you, is like, they're not going to buy this when you get to college. They were so much more gullible. Or they didn't give a shit. Either one. They don't give, they, they don't give a shit yeah. in college. You're, you're paying your tuition yeah. whether you go to class or not. Exactly. They don't give a shit. I'm paying for that piece of paper. You don't need my time, too. Nobody who is in college take our advice, by the way. <laughs> Unless... You really need to get out of a class, then we can definitely help you yeah. out. But I, I, I emailed this professor once, and he just straight up emailed me back and said, I'm sorry, but that's one of the worst excuses I've ever heard. I don't believe it. <laughs> <laughs> you just, you killed me. Yeah. But. <laughs> you killed me, I'm this dead. Bledsoe thing, basically he was saying he was with his girlfriend at a hair salon, and it was taking forever, and he didn't want to be there anymore. And it leads to the question, 
Has any dude ever gone with his girlfriend to a hair salon? Has that ever yes. happened? Yes. Really? Yes. Like, to just sit there? Yes. When? When has this happened in the history of man and woman relationships? I don't know. It happens. I don't believe that to be true at all. I mean, not often, but, like, it happens sometimes. What if What if he needs to tell his lady friend how to do her hair? Like, I think you would look pretty if you did this. I don't know. Do you believe Eric Bledsoe on a football Sunday is sitting in a hair salon with his girlfriend? Who knows? Because I don't buy that a little bit. I don't know what their relationship is like. I don't know their lives. I know enough to know that that's But you know what? I think think it's more logical that he's complaining on Twitter about his girlfriend than about his job. Maybe. But it's just... (laughs) I think that's logical. He requested a trade in the summer, and they were about to fire their coach... So it seems like context leads you to, he said, I don't want to be here. Eh, and it's Phoenix. You, could, you, you go on Twitter to complain about your girlfriend, <laughs> your boyfriend, your friends, your family, your parents. Not always your job. Sometimes your job. Not always your job. I want to believe. I'm just saying. I, I think it's it, such a funny excuse that I want to believe him. But this, I, I, the other part, if it's true and they're going to trade him because of it, that's even better. Like, he he offended them so badly with this tweet that had nothing to do with what they think it was about. That they're just going to up and trade him for nothing. Well, let us please remember the number one rule of Twitter. Never tweet. Never tweet. <laughs> uh, this story, I just love it I so need, much. I need to look at this guy. What does he look like? I just love this story so much because it's got all the oh, elements. It was not him getting his it's hair got, done. It's got a, no, it's got a, it's got a disgruntled player. It's got a GM with a hockey player's name saying he doesn't <laughs> believe the disgruntled player's excuse. It's got out of context tweets. It's got blaming the girlfriend because it's always a woman's fault. It's got always. everything. It's just got all the elements of a perfect story. And this is why I love the NBA because as someone who has to sit down and watch hockey somewhat seriously, the NBA is such a fun escape. I had such a good time until the last six seconds of this goddamn Sixers game tonight. Ugh. The, the six seconds that took ten minutes? I swear to God. Steph and I were preparing for the show for like 15 minutes. When we started, there was 30 seconds left in the game, and right before we started the show, there were still six seconds left, and that's when they lost. It was an, we, it was a, yeah. it was an unbelievable turn of events. That's how basketball goes. But now I want to talk about that sport we follow somewhat seriously, Steph. What Do we, though? What we're yelling about this week, of course, Steph and I are the co-hosts on Broad Street Hockey Radio. You are the Broad Street Hockey Radio patrons. You know all about BSH Radio and all of our ventures. Uh, we have a weekly show that we typically record on Mondays. This week, of course, uh, the Flyers play the Coyotes on Monday, so we'll be finding some other day to record, record perhaps Tuesday. Uh probably tuesday who knows uh but that's my guess yeah and of course we have pre-game interviews with uh out-of-town uh beat writers from other sb nation sites we have facebook live post-game shows as soon as the game goes final you can join us on the broad street hockey facebook so we have just nothing but content for you people well that and this week this week is really awesome for all of our our monthly patrons so our flyers after dark 
uh, tier level and our or Flyera, I think it was Flyera After Dark tier and the Watch With Us tier. Yeah, the After we're Dark doing, is the Q&A and the Drunk Show. Yeah, we're doing both of those on Friday. We're also going to squeeze in our, our ice sports show so on Friday. Lots of content this weekend. Don't go out. Just listen to BSH Radio. Just listen to us. Yeah. And we're doing our first watch party on Saturday, which is going to be a ton of fun. We're going out to Bomb Bomb in South Philly. We're going to watch with our closest friends. And... We're going to watch the Leafs. We're going to watch the baby Leafs. We're going to watch the baby Flyers. And then we are all going to do the post-game wrap-up and video from the bar. Oh, is that what we're doing? To go on Facebook Live. We're doing nice, it. Nice, nice. I like it. I like it. We're, um, we're, we're leaning in. We're leaning in. We're doing the thing. So what I'm yelling about, though, this week, Steph, actually isn't even Flyers related. Because I can only be... You know what? I've got... I actually have things to say. You keep talking. I'm going to close my bedroom okay. door because there's an echo. I can actually... I can only be so upset. The Flyers uh, played absolutely... Um, what's the word? Terribly. Uh, in fact, like shit on, uh, on Tuesday. But you can only be so upset when I think it's the first time all season they didn't have a chance to win a game. So I'm not going to get too nuts about the Flyers. What I am yelling about, though, is the NHL, because they are, in fact, so fucking dumb. Um, so, yes. So, Tuesday night, uh, which is a national TV night, there's a national game every week on NBC Sports. Uh, they had the. You mean it's not rivalry it's night? It's not rivalry night. Wednesday night's the big rivalry night, remember. Um, hmm. But they have, the, uh, they have the Tuesday night national game, and they had the option. To show Edmonton versus Pittsburgh, or more specifically, Connor McDavid, the best player in the world, versus Sidney Crosby, two-time reigning finals MVP, former best player in the world. Uh, basically, the two best players in the sport going head-to-head in Pittsburgh, the home of the back-to-back Stanley Cup champions. Um, but they decided in the United States, the better matchup, was Buffalo versus Detroit. That is right. The Buffalo Sabres, who were tanking last year, versus... They're not good. Yeah, the Buffalo Sabres, who stink, versus the Detroit Red Wings, who stink. Uh, and that was the NBC, Sport, NBC, NBC Sports national game last night. There are a lot of reasons hockey is a niche sport, and a lot of them have nothing to do with... Uh, what's going on over there, Steph? So I closed my bedroom door, and Missy was on the other okay, side. Okay. Missy freaked out, so I had to let her in the room, and now we're very, very excited. So we're, we're doing a little bit of dancing. There are a lot of reasons. Hockey is a niche sport, and I fully believe they're not all the NHL's fault. There's plenty of stuff. It's just that a lot of... Oh, a lot of it's the NHL's yeah. fault. They get in their own damn the way. The NHL's own inability to be able to market, to be able to make a single correct decision. Yes. Ever. In the history yes. of them doing anything is a yes. big reason that the hockey remains, uh, I want to call it the fourth sport. I guess it's still considered a major sport. I don't consider it one. but You know, it makes me laugh. Like, there's not many people in this city closer to the game than we are, and we refuse to acknowledge it as the, the number four sport is a major market sport. Yeah, whenever I hear someone go, like, the four major sports, I'm like, really? Because they talk about, like, tennis and soccer on ESPN way more than hockey. 
Well, fuck ESPN, number I'm just, one. I'm just saying, like, the national sports network, the one that does everything, I don't think Fox Sports 1 talks a ton of hockey either. Like... Probably not. NBC does. It's They broadcast the games! Well... Exactly. They're owned by Comcast, which owns a team. Our team, in fact. This is true, yes. <laughs> yes, they do. <laughs> which I always wondered about. Like, that's kind of weird, right? Like, it's got to be some... No. No? Companies own teams. No, I mean, look I, at... Um, I just mean, like, the uh, relationship there. Like, Comcast owns NBC Universal, which has yeah. exclusive rights. They also own the Flyers. Well, look at um, the Maple Leafs. They're, they're owned by... Well, MLSE, yeah. that's that's all I know them as, but I would assume that they've got, I don't actually know. Let's move on, because I don't know what I'm talking about. But then, Steph, the, the real kicker of this story, Buffalo was on national TV again tonight. Two okay. nights in a row. People really want to see Jack Eichel's stupid fucking hair that much? Two nights in a row they won the Buffalo Sabres when the other game was, uh, oh, the the St. Louis Blues and the Calgary Flames. So Vladimir Tarasenko versus Johnny Goudreau. Two of the most exciting players in hockey. Who wants to see that? Um, Braden Shen. I know, Steph. Versus, um, who's a flame now? Who's a flame? <laughs> Mark Giordano. Yeah, no, that's not who I want to... There's there's someone else Lager. who someone re- oh my god duh I think he's hurt I'm the battle of the former flyers sure yeah Braden Shen versus Yaramir Yager that's what the people want to see fairly certain Yager's hurt <laughs> is he yeah he's got a he's got a case of the old age I believe oh he's got a case of the old yeah yeah it happened me me too buddy do you want to do any yelling about Tuesday's game I know you might have been a little upset about it. No, I want to yell about Monday night's podcast that I couldn't attend because I was working because my life is hell. Um, Monday night, you decided you were going to yell about the nickname, the honeybees. Oh, yeah, that's got to go. That you cannot call a group of grown men the honeybees. I want I, I want you to acknowledge this is not something cutesy that I came up with. No. This was not me. This is them. Yeah, is. This is serial killer Scott Lawton came up with this name. We're the honeybees. Like, you have to fucking take it seriously because that's what he called them. I think, uh, I think Dave Haxtell intentionally sat Taylor Lear for Dale Weiss on Tuesday night just to end that nickname. Um, no. Dave Haxtell sat Taylor Lear, whatever the fuck night it was, because Dave Haxtall is a bad coach. Like, there were there were literally articles coming out saying that the Flyers' fourth line of Michael Roffle, Scott Lawton, and Taylor Lear was the best fourth line in hockey. So you know what our coach has to do, Break right? him up. Fuck it up. Dave Haxtall has to fuck it up, because that's what Dave Haxtall does best. Fuck things up you know i uh i've been sticking up for dave for a lot of the too long for a lot of the last year uh too long the evidence is starting to pile up that maybe he doesn't have a great grasp on uh how to um win hockey games the evidence is really starting to pile up on this one yeah yeah but you know what my head coach coach knoblock he's looking pretty good is he though that's like that's my head coach. Our power play is fixed. Our power play two is looking pretty good. Do you really want 
another head coach with no head coaching experience in the NHL? I want someone. You know what? I don't care. If it's someone that the kids can grow with and that sticks around for a while, that's fine. But they've gotta they've gotta not be dumb. Like I just need somebody not dumb. And that's not Dave Haxtall. So. But you know, there is a lot of evidence to your theory that coaches are just bad. Yeah, most coaches are bad, in fact. Because you know what Mike Babcock is doing up there in Toronto? What's he doing? He's putting Mitch Marner on the fourth line. Awesome. Because that's where Mitch Marner belongs. He's, uh... Next next to Goon and Fists. Goon and Fists. But it's, uh, he's next, I think it's Matt Martin and... I don't. I don't fucking know who the other goon is. Like I. I just don't know Matt Martin and. I. I got a soft uh, spot for Matt Martin. I always like watching that guy play. Well. Well, now that the the broadcasts and I guess the media too are making him out to be like the protector of the kids, like the dad of the team. Like now he's getting himself into trouble, like doing that too much. Where he wasn't always doing that, but it's like getting in his head that he's their dad and he's got to protect them. Like, you don't need to do that. Mitch Marner, he may look like he's 12 years old, but he's a big boy. Like, actually a a large man. He can take care of himself. When he falls on the ice because of something that he did and not because somebody pushed him, you don't need to fight the nearest dude. You don't need to do that. Sometimes Mitch you, Marner's okay. Sometimes you just react. It's a sport played with a lot of emotions. Sometimes you're not always in control of them all. You know what is a sport played with a lot of emotion, Bill? What's that stuff? Life. <laughs> I go. I go. <laughs> that was the dumbest thing I've ever said in my life. I go life. through life pretty apathetically. I just kind of. Eh. Is this true? Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. It'll be fine. Yeah. Maybe. <laughs> Uh, Steph, you know, you know what isn't fine, apparently? Life. When you're the quarterback of an NFL team and you're spotted at a bar two nights before your game. Hmm. Deshaun Kaiser, uh, on again, off again, quarterback of the Cleveland Browns as they shuffle. As- <laughs> Are they still winless? Please they tell are. me they're still yeah. winless. Yeah, uh, that's that's one of my things I wanted to get here. Uh, uh, I believe it is important to note that since determining 2017 NFL MVP candidate Carson Wentz wasn't going to be a top 20 quarterback, and the Browns traded the second overall pick in the 2016 draft to the Eagles, Cleveland has posted a record of 1-22. and Good job, Cleveland. Proud of yep. you. So uh, sh- I saw, I was watching, um, I guess it was this Sunday, because this Sunday was the most football I've watched in a while. Um, I was watching the Cleveland game briefly, and I saw somebody in the stands with a Cleveland Browns jersey that said LeBron on the back. That's actually great. Not even, it didn't say James, it said LeBron. That's exactly, if I was a fan of all Cleveland teams... I would have a Cleveland Indians jersey that said LeBron. I would have a Columbus Blue Jackets jersey that said LeBron. Like, that's all I would care about. That's all but I like, care about. Not, not James? No. Not his last name? Just LeBron? No, he's LeBron. That's all. He's, he's LeBron. It's like Kobe. Why would you get Bryant when there's Kobe? Like, 
Because when you buy his actual jersey, that's what it says. And I've back. always thought that was dumb. It's a huge marketing mistake by the NBA. They don't make many of them. They're excellent at marketing. but They are very good. But his jersey should say LeBron or King right. or King James. If it's gonna say King if James. it's gonna say King, if it's gonna James. say James, it should say King James. Well, but yeah, uh, so Deshaun Kaiser was spotted spotted at a bar. Uh, it was after midnight. It was like around one. Uh, so Friday night, Saturday morning. The game is Sunday. So he has a full day to recover from this potential hangover. But here's the thing. Um, the the people who obtained the video, Cleveland 19, I guess is a, a TV station out there, news channel of some kind in Cleveland, they obtained this Snapchat video of Kaiser talking to uh, Travis Kelsey, yeah, around 1 a.m. Saturday morning. Uh, Kaiser was there with several Browns teammates and Cleveland natives Kelsey and Kareem Hunt, who both play for the Kansas City Chiefs. Kaiser was never even shown drinking in this video. He's just sitting at a bar with his boys. He's not he's not shit-faced. He's not making a scene. He's simply sitting at a bar with some of his teammates and some guys who play for another team who live in the area. And hmm. this was a huge deal because he was pulled for the game on Sunday and was terrible. He had a QBR of 17.5. Uh, QBR, if you don't know, is on a scale of 100. So 17.5 is fairly fairly below average. Uh, I mean, that's pretty pretty low. Yeah. He didn't break any team rules or miss curfew, uh, although he was there with Corey Coleman and Kenny Britt. Those were the teammates who were there with him, and uh, they were sent home the week earlier for missing curfew and didn't play in the game against Houston. Uh, so he was with them, but he didn't break any rules, but he still had to issue an apology. I love the public apology, too. It's one of my favorite things. It's one of my favorite things we do in society now. Everyone just has to make a public... You can do whatever stupid, fucked-up thing you want. This one, this is neither stupid nor fucked up. He's like a 23-year-old kid at a bar. Like, this is what you do on a Friday night. I'd be more concerned if it wasn't what he was doing. Like, what nefarious thing are you doing in your basement if you're not at a bar with your boys on Friday night, you rich NFL dude? Um, so he, well. he put out this statement. When you become the centerpiece of a distraction for a week, it definitely is very frustrating on my part. That is not who I am. My mother wouldn't be proud of this. That is pretty much the biggest takeaway is do whatever you can to make sure you are not the distraction. I mean... I mean... Steph. Honey. Steph. Honey. Before this... You were sitting at a bar. But that's... You were sitting. And this is where... Honey. I blame the media for, like, because they talked about it. It's, of course, a distraction. But if this was the distraction this week, they're, they have one win in their last 23 games. What were the excuses for the other games? The team just stinks. Kaiser could have shown up shit-faced to the game. He could have been drinking and smoking cigarettes on the bench, and they would have still had the same outcome. It doesn't yeah. matter. Cleveland stinks. They hired a baseball guy to make all of their football decisions. And that's why they decided, you know what? We don't need Carson Wentz. You know what? We don't need Deshaun Watson. We're just going to go cheap. We're going to get all these starters with these draft picks and play money ball and outsmart everyone. Not one of their starters. Maybe like three of their starters would be a starter on a good team. Oh, we got like 11 starters because your team's Thanks. 
Anyone could start mm. for the Browns. Literally mm-hmm. anybody. Their quarterbacks are the worst group of quarterbacks ever assembled. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's not good. I <laughs> Let me tell you. <laughs> if on a Friday night at 23 years old, 1 a.m. All right, so 1 a.m. Saturday morning, if my father saw a video of me on the news where I was sitting at the bar with my friends without a drink in hand and was not actively, visibly intoxicated, he would pass out. Like, that would be a shock. Yeah, that's, that's the other part of this celebrity culture we have. Just imagine if someone was taking a video of either of us while we're out at 1 a.m. on, like, uh, we go to Adobe and we're there till mm-hmm. close. Like, mm-hmm. what would that video... Every single time. What would that video look like? Like the dis- it would the distraction we must have caused at our workplace would be unbelievable. Well, you see, the thing is, is that our boss comes out with us, <laughs> which is wonderful. But that's I, yeah. I, I love this distraction thing. Like this somehow hurt the Browns as if they're not the worst team in the history of all sports. Uh, since they came back in the league in 1999, they had that four-year hiatus when uh, Baltimore stole them and turned them into the Ravens, and Cleveland just didn't have a team for a couple of years. They came back in the league in 1999. The Browns have finished above 500 twice since entering the league. All right. A funny story about 1999. Uh, the Eagles were three and thirteen in 1998, but ended up with the second pick uh, because the Browns were an expansion team and got the first pick. And the Browns, of course, decided to take Tim Couch, who has a career record of 22 and 37, allowing the Eagles to take Donovan McNabb, who went to five NFC Championship games Boo. at number two. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, it happened. <laughs> The Browns have won five or fewer games 13 times since 1999. And with seven... That's thir- 13 out of 18? Yes. Thir- well, 13 out of 17. Well, and with seven losses through seven games, pretty self safe to say this will be the 14th time. Uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. They are so bad, yet for some reason, this kid is singled out for going to a... If I was the Browns... How are they allowed to still be a team? I don't know. That's the one thing I like about soccer. Uh, soccer is a communist plot. The relegation? Relegation's amazing. Oh, yeah. you're not good enough? See ya. We're gonna call someone up. There is no reason at all. Well, they've got no minor league system. No, Alabama should be playing in the NFL over the Browns. I fully believe that. Wow. There's a lot there's a lot of changes that I think need to take place in the overall football machine. Imagine if they brought up LSU or Ohio State. Like that would be awesome. Just for like a couple of weeks, see what would happen. They're like, fuck you, Cleveland. Yeah. Make all I'm pretty sure my high school team could beat the Browns. They right make now. all the players in Cleveland like attend class and like maintain a grade point average for a year. That would be amazing. The Drexel University football team could beat the Cleveland Browns right now. Undefeated since 55. Yeah, the Drexel University football team is an improv group. (laughs) It's a great name, though. It's an absolutely amazing name. All right, Steph. Uh, We're talking about the public apology, and I love them. I just think they're an amazing amazing part of of today's society. Uh, And we have another one in the NFL again. And it's a uh, Colts wide receiver T.Y. Hilton, and I believe he didn't need to apologize either. Uh, last week, the Colts lost twenty-seven to zero to the Jags. Uh, in the process, they allowed their quarterback Jacoby Brissett to be sacked 
ten times. That's two Jacoby Brissett mentions in one show. That's got to be a record for him personally. I think so. Um, yeah, so their quarterback was sacked ten times in a 27-0 loss. T.Y. Hilton, after the loss, said, it is the offensive line. They need to block. Well. They gave up 10 sacks. I mean, he's not wrong. <laughs> There's nothing wrong with that statement. Should you throw your teammates under the bus? You know what? Every now and then in extreme circumstances, yes. And the Colts. And I would say a tw- 27 to nothing loss against the, the Jacksonville Jags. Jaguars the is an extreme. It is an yes. extreme situation. You scored zero points and you allow 10 sa- 10. 10 is a ridiculous number. Remember when the Colts were good? No. <laughs> I honestly don't. Yeah, poor Andrew Luck. If I was Andrew Luck, I'd be like, there's no way. There's no way I'm stepping on the field. This team is terrible. I'm not yeah. doing it. Nah, my shoulder hurts. Not playing. 100%. But, of course, T.Y. Hilton saw the error of his ways and issued the public apology. And I think it's a very solid public apology, Steph. Yeah. He says, first and foremost... I would like to apologize to the team and the O-line. It was out of character, frustrated how the game went. At the end of the day, I have their back. I love them to death, and I was wrong. I'm always against that, and I go out and do it, so 100% I messed up. It's on me. I'm sorry for that, and I'm the leader, and those guys looked up to me, and I stabbed them in the back. So for me, I'm sorry about that. I'll approach them individually, one-on-one, and just let them know I was 100% dead-ass wrong. Um... Excellent apology. One of the more yeah, sincere no, apologies. That was good. But why apologize? Say no, block because somebody. Be- I mean, because he's not wrong, but it is, I mean, your team is like your family. And and you don't, like, you say shit to your family's face, but you don't, like, you don't, you don't go public with all of your dirty laundry with your family. Like, you to clear that up with sometimes, them. I understand. Sometimes, I think, after... After they give up 10 sacks, it's fair game. Like, do they think they played well? Do they think they're not, like, if if T.Y. Hilton doesn't come out and say the offensive line played bad, do you think that somehow gets by everybody? Like, oh, man, you pointed it out, and now they're asking us about it. No, dude, you gave up 10 sacks. Yeah, no, I know, but, like, I know. We're not, but neither one of us is coming up in here being like, you will never believe what my brother did today. Because he didn't do it on national television. Well, no. In front of 70,000 fans. No. He does make M&Ms, though. He does, yeah, yeah, he does. Steph, I gotta say, for someone who allegedly doesn't smoke weed, you have more munchies in your house than (laughs) anyone I have ever met. Did you find? Did you find my candy? My candy uh, drawer cabinet. Yes, because it's more. I than annihilated your candy cabinet, and not only candy, pork rinds, sun chips, all shit that stoners eat. Pork rinds are for Kelly because Kelly doesn't eat carbs. Oh, are they really made of pork? Yeah, it's like pork intestine. Oh, I love them. I just didn't know. I just figured they were chips, and they were just called pork rinds. No, no, no. They're actually, they are actually like pork product. Yeah. 
the pork rinds are for Kelly because Kelly can't eat chips and things like that because she doesn't do carbs, but she eats pork rinds. All right, well, Kelly, I'm sorry I ate all your pork I'm rinds. I'm a good friend. I'm sorry I ate all your pork the re- rinds. The rest of it is mine, but the pork <laughs> rinds are for Kelly. <laughs> no, you know what it is, Bill? I don't know how to be an adult. <laughs> and I straight up will eat potato chips for dinner. You And that's you gotta... just the way that... My life goes. You gotta stop going to the grocery store hungry, I think is the problem. I don't go to the grocery store. That's a whole other thing. So I do... Now this this is not um, a, a sponsored ad. This is not an ad drop. This is just me talking about my life. I use Tara's Kitchen. I do like the meal delivery services. So I don't go to the grocery store anymore. Like they straight up bring me everything that I need to cook for the week to my house. You're not doing Amazon Pantry anymore? No, that costs too much. And I'm cheap. Okay. But this, this, they bring everything that I need already to my house. And for a while, it did stop me going and getting snacks. And then I remembered Target is right around the corner. So <laughs> I now go to Target and I load up on a lot of chips. I'm really into Lay's Kettle Cook chips right now. I'm really into those. I'm really into them. Really right. into them. I put them on cheese sandwiches. Steph, I'm going to play some sound right because I'm an adult. I'm going to play some sound right now, so I'm going to unplug my headphones. Uh, this oh is boy, from. Let's see. This is from the Sixers Celtics game. It's a fan heckling Kyrie Irving as he leaves the court last week. Uh, I want to play the sound and see how it goes. I'm gonna, okay, unplug the headphones, turn up the volume, turn my mic to the computer. We totally, we totally have this shit down. One more time, one more time. Oh, I just I just exited out. Oh, well, oh, never, well, never mind. mind. Right, let me see if I can get it up again. <laughs> play this one more time. It's so goddamn fun. <laughs> that is awesome. It's so incredible. And first of all, it's just he right away didn't even think. It's one of the things I love about the NBA. You're so close. There's an interaction, and the players don't seem to care as much about like uh, saying something that might be inappropriate because they're like you're right on top of each other. Oh, hey, Missy, <laughs> Missy's coming to say hi. But if you if you uh, I don't know how that sounded. It looked like uh, the recorder picked it up, but uh, a fan yells, "Kyrie, where's LeBron?" And it seems as if. Kyrie replies, suck my dick. That was, that's what I hear. I hear a very clear suck my dick. As a longtime heckler, heckling is my favorite pastime. It is the only reason I love baseball, because I sit there and heckle for nine innings. Um, If you sit around me, you either love me or hate me. I think I'm pretty funny. I think the work I do is worth the price of admission alone. Um, But as a longtime heckler, I gotta say, this is one of the greatest responses ever. I, I've worked my whole life for that response, and I've never, I've never had an athlete yell "suck my dick" at me. And it's, this is why you heckle. I mean, this is love of the game right here. It's, it's, it's why you put in the hours. It's why you, it's why, it's why you get out of bed in the morning and just start grinding. <laughs> <laughs> this is what, this is why you grind. This is why I look up personal information about players. 
so I know who got kicked out of high school for doing something inappropriate. You know, this oh, this God. is why I look up information about family and which one of your friends might have been arrested before. But yet, you're not a good. Person. I've been challenged to fight by a couple of athletes, but I've never. You've, you've mentioned I've, that once or I've, twice on this show. I've never been told "suck my dick," and that is a great failure of mine. I just love it so much. That is such a good. Oh my god, it was perfect. I love it so much. <laughs> okay. All right. Let's move on. <sighs> Do you think that was inappropriate at all, Steph? No, I loved it. Okay. I loved it. I need more. <laughs> um, <laughs> I need hockey players to start yelling, suck my yeah, dick back Oh, but family. that would be a whole thing if that happened. It would be a whole thing. Oh my God. People would be so up in arms. Oh, my God. They'd call it a homophobic slur, even though it's not. It's not. Uh, it's a request. No, it's... I... And if he wants um, it, he's a... It's not... <laughs> Anyway, let's move on. Anyway, um, let's move on because because we're running out of time. We are running out of time. I don't have I don't have the energy to <laughs> devote to breaking it down for for everybody. All right, right I want to get to this last story because uh, kids, for the most part, are terrible, and their parents are oftentimes even worse. Well, parents are the reason that kids are terrible. Yeah, of course. If if parents weren't absolute garbage. Kids usually wouldn't be. No, my buddy who coaches the uh, the varsity hockey team that we both used to play for, I don't know how he does it. He tells me these stories about these parents who have never been in an arena before trying to tell. Like, it's amazing the shit that they say to him, and he has to put up with it because it's hockey and the kids pay to play, so you just have to listen to the parents. But mm. Sounds terrible. But they're terrible, and kids are, you know, terrible most of the time. But I have to give kudos to uh, the kids and parents in this story. According to a report from the Portland Press-Herald, the football coach at Gray New Gloucester High School in uh, Portland, Maine, resigned after instructing his players to taunt an opposing player with gay parents during a game last Friday, telling, oh. telling them to ask the player, who's your daddy, every time he was tackled. Uh, he has two moms, of course, so that was what he uh, that's what he instructed. Uh, the parents oh. the parents of uh, of the player uh, were told uh, they were informed of the coaches of the coach's instructions to his players by parents of the of that coach's team and uh, like before the game started and according to the parents, uh, they asked their son was anything said to you on the field. Not a single homophobic slur or taunt was thrown his way. The coach was forced to resign. So nobody did nobody it. Nobody did it. The parents. Wow. The parents. That's awesome. The parents told the parents of the opposing team told the players' parents, and then none of the players did it. So that everyone actually did the right thing here, of course, except for the authority figure, the coach. N- well, naturally, who was the biggest fucking douchebag in the world. And I have so many. Que- I have two questions, really. First, how the fuck does the coach even know of a player on an opposing team with gay parents? How did he in- come into that information? Like, where is how does how is that a thing? I have the answer for you. Okay. Facebook. He's looking up the opposing play. That's creepy. This guy if belongs in If you're the coach of a high school team, what else are you doing with your life? I don't know. Doesn't he have to pretend to coach gym or something? Like teach gym? Okay. Do you remember taking gym in high school? Kinda. What were the teachers doing? I don't know. Hanging out. 
We didn't, yeah. we didn't have smartphones back then. I don't. Right. So now they're probably <laughs> fucking around on their phones. <laughs> they would just roll to dodgeballs and say, have at it. I don't know where they went. Yeah, that's pretty much what Jim was like for me, too. The one year that I took it and then I decided that I had a, a medical to get out of it. Uh, I'm the greatest gym volleyball player who ever lived. I have asthma. <laughs> my sec- I actually do, but that got me out of gym. My second years. question is. Definitely listen to me when it comes to sports opinions. <laughs> I didn't take gym. <laughs> my second question, Steph, is in 2017, how is this even an effective taunt? Like, hey, you, your parents are gay. And the kid just goes, yeah, my moms are cool as fuck. Like, (laughs) yeah. Or, or like, I mean, or they're not be like, yeah, my moms are bitches. Like Like, either way. Okay. I just, I can't, this coach seems like such a, I can't believe the kids like had the sense, honestly, to, to be like, no, this is like a terrible thing we shouldn't do this at all that's that's actually like that's really fucking awesome yeah. you don't I, I don't expect that from high school football players but that's no that's unbelievable right yeah and, and they told their parents yeah and the, so not only not only did they decide like as a collective no we're not doing this but they decided no we're not doing this and somebody needs to know that this is happening yeah and the parent the crazy football parents were like yeah that is fucked up like we should tell yeah. those parents because they have a right to know that this dude's a douchebag. Yeah, no, that's that's awesome. What's this? What's this guy's name? Uh, I had the. Uh, I had. It's in the story. I think. I mean, it has to be. He like resigned and everything. It was a big deal. Well, good. Fuck this yeah. guy. You know what probably happened? He probably tried to make a pass at a lesbian once. Or tried to make a pass at a woman, and she said she was a lesbian just because he's creepy and weird, and he's decided to hold it against every woman ever for the rest of all time. Dwayne Greeton is his name. Uh, well, fuck you, Dwayne. Yeah. Anyone named Dwayne, really. You know, you can't trust anyone. Except for The Rock. You can't name... Yeah, but that's D-W. This is D-U-A-N-E. And The oh. Rock is The Rock, you know. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I just, my number one question was, this isn't even, like... This isn't even a taunt. A taunt. <laughs> yeah, you're. Who's your daddy? Yeah, who's yours? Yeah. Uh, yours is the drunk <laughs> in the stands beating your mom. So. <laughs> oh, oh, let's not make a domestic violence joke. Oh, we almost we made almost it all the way through. Made it all the way through. <laughs> almost all the way through. God uh, damn it! Domestic violence isn't funny. Losers are. Um, you should make fun. I'm not making fun of domestic violence there, Steph. See, that's the, that's the line. The subtlety is I'm making fun of an asshole. This is a hypothetical asshole. Right, no, this is all a hypothetical. (laughs) Steph is crying laughing now, just like shaking her head at me. So that is all the time we have for you (laughs) on Yelling About Sports this week, where we make fun of, uh, pretty much... Pretty much all serious subject matter. Uh, Every single really, serious subject matter. I really matter. hope you enjoyed my evangelizing about Carson Wentz earlier in this show. This is a, oh, I forgot about that. <laughs> that was like an hour ago. Uh, so I'm, I'm, I still got to go. Thank you to our subscribers. Uh, you are the absolute best. Our patrons are awesome. Uh, thank you for supporting us. Have a great week, Philly. Hello, I'm Spencer Hall from SB Nation. And I want to tell you about my new show, It Seems Smart. It Seems Smart is a show about people doing things that 
for some reason or another, seemed smart at the time. Those things might include doing a little cocaine and driving a bike up a mountain. Or, I don't know, maybe racing 100 miles per hour across the country in the middle of the night with no one's permission. Or even stealing a bat from an umpire's room in a Major League Baseball park. Check it out, and if you like it, tell a friend. I'm Spencer Hall. Don't do anything smart.